So there can be no doubt COVID-19 has really accelerated the change in the workplace. But what is this change and how is it impacting organisations? How is it impacting leaders? Stay tuned to this episode of On Point, where we look at leading virtual teams. There can be no doubt, leadership is what separates a place of work from a place to work. But what makes a good leader? Welcome to On Point, a thought-provoking podcast on leadership. It's for leaders. It's by leaders. Here are your hosts, Jim Livingston and John Nielsen. Hi, and welcome to episode 10, the 10th episode of On Point. John, yay, we made it. Yes, we did. So 10th episode of On Point, we sort of really had to think about what we wanted to cover in today's session. And one of the topics that, you know, is being thrown around all over the place is this whole concept of leading hybrid teams or leading virtual teams. And we really wanted to sort of look at this a bit today because it's an area that a lot of leaders are struggling with. Um, and we thought we'd start by sort of focusing on leading virtual teams. Now, to start with, virtual teams, hybrid teams are two very, very different things. Um, John, I mean, what do you, in, in your mind, what is the difference between a virtual team and a hybrid team? Yeah, so virtual team could, as an example, be a team which is completely working from home or basically employees who are located across the time zone. Uh, that, that is a great example of virtual, where hybrid is maybe where half of your team is uh, local in the office and the other half is somewhere around the world, all working from home in Singapore. So another way of looking at it is virtual teams where the people are disconnected physically from one another, right? Could be in different countries, could be all working from home. Whereas in a hybrid team, you've got a blend. You've got some people that are physically connected, working from the same office location. Some people that might be working from home. People that might, you know, be telecommuting, sometimes working from home, sometimes working from the office. So two very different things, but quite often described the same way. And they both require different leadership styles, different leadership approaches. So if you think about the challenges associated with leading a virtual team, what do you think are some of the challenges? Yeah, I would say one of uh, the ones I hear very often is that, that people feel disconnected. Um, they're really not part of something. It can really vary from feeling very alone, home, or feeling, hey, I'm not up to date on the latest development or happenings in the office. So, so that feeling of being disconnected is, is, is very significant. Yeah, we hear it quite a lot. I mean, when you think about it, when, when COVID first struck, right, everyone sort of, at first, it was a novelty, this working from home bit. At first, people felt kind of, you know, intrigued by the idea and all of a sudden had this freedom from working from home and being able to do different things. But we noticed that after a short while, people started to sort of feel a bit disconnected, started to miss a lot of those conversations that were actually happening in sort of the, the workplace. And, you know, that in itself has impacted another area, which is team cohesiveness. A lot of teams, that cohesiveness that existed within the teams was really impacted by being disconnected from one another. 
Um, so team cohesiveness and that or cohesion is that is another key area that we see. What else can you think of, John? In general, how we collaborate as a team, I would say uh, for many of us, it was so easy just to walk around the corner into the next cube to ask a question or talk in the coffee kitchen, as I call it. This type of uh, very fast, spontaneous collaboration is absolutely uh, one challenge. But also when you think about what you do as a team, having a brainstorm session in a meeting room, physical drawing on the wall, uh, seeing the emotions in people's face is very different to when you look into a camera. So, so I think teamwork and how teams are playing together, working together is absolutely a challenge. And we've actually seen this a lot. We've seen particularly as teams move towards trying to adopt collaborative tools like Miro and shared documents and things like this. One of the immediate things we notice is there's this focus on everyone typing onto a shared document or, or you know, putting post notes on a shared screen. But straight away, we noticed that the, the amount of communication, actual talking, dropped immensely. And I would say by as much as 50%, we're seeing you know, the, actual, the actual conversations have dropped in a lot of those team meetings because of not using these collaborative tools the right way. And I think one of the impacts, if you think about this feeling disconnected, this feeling, this, this lack of team cohesiveness, that, that tight bond that the team has, that lack of collaboration, another area that that's impacted is trust. And we've seen trust be impacted within teams. And I don't just mean trust within the team members, I also mean trust between the manager and the reports. You know, the manager starts to trust, oh, is this person actually working? And then people, you know, don't trust themselves enough. Um, some people are, you know, because they're not being seen, tend to work 24 hours a day and there's that, that lines are all of a sudden blurred. So trust is another area that we've seen, you know, you know, really dramatically impacted in teams. What else can you think of? No, uh, I think in, in, in a virtual world, it is very important to have standards and, and rules. Uh, and, and I can clearly say teams who have not been discussing this, setting rules for the team, but also for individuals are really struggling a lot. And, and then sticking to these rules or be very disciplined, like showing up on time, how you dress, having all the technology issues sorted out. It's endless the number of meetings I see where people have tech issues the first five or 10 minutes. And it's really impacting overall effectiveness of the team. It's interesting because when we were working in the office together, a lot of these rules were already in place. Yes. But the minute we stopped working in the office and started working virtually, it's like a lot of the rules broke down or the rules weren't redefined to sort of fit the right sort of need. And we see it a lot, you know, meetings where people don't have videos on, uh, meetings where people are, you know, wearing T-shirts and flip-flops and stuff like that. Um, you know, these are all things that have an impact on the actual team. So these are some of the key challenges that we see with leading virtual teams. What do you think of the sort of the successful or the hallmarks of a successful virtual team? 
I would say it, it really starts as with anything in life about purpose. Yeah, setting purpose so everybody understand what is my purpose, our purpose, and having a conversation about that. And to be honest, don't assume it's one to one the same as you work in the office. It's not. So having that conversation and say, okay, now we operate in a different way. It's like when you drive a car and you change the car, you have to really change and think about what is different in this car. So really think about purpose and having that deeper conversation with the individuals and with the team. It's very and it's not actually any different from a physical in the office team. Mm -hmm. I mean, any team needs to have a purpose. Everyone needs to have a purpose. So getting clarity around that purpose is really important. Right. So that's one. What's another key hallmark? Uh, clearly, trust. Uh, for me, trust is, is very, very important. Okay, And having that conversation, how we can trust uh, in a way where we don't see each other every day. Trust that what I'm doing, what you said earlier, Jim, that I'm being recognized for things uh, that I do without seeing my boss every day or seeing my employees every day. But really giving people this feeling of trust. And remember, trust is not something you just get out of the blue. It's something you earn through how you lead as a manager. I think this is a good point. I mean, leaders need to trust in their people. Um, they also need to seek feedback from their people, you know, around trust and have conversations around it. Uh, that's really, really important. Um, I, I think building on that trust is autonomy, right? Uh, one of the things that good, successful virtual teams have is they have a lot of autonomy. And autonomy can't exist if you don't have trust. It can't exist if there's not sort of rules and processes. So, you know, that autonomy for everyone knows what their role is, everyone knows how they have to work, what they have to deliver on, has that sort of autonomy to make sort of de certain decisions within a, within a frame. That autonomy is really, really key. So that's three. What would be a fourth one? A fourth one is clearly communication. Uh, and, and it's a very broad one. And which makes it very complex, yeah. Because in a virtual environment, it's very important that we understand that people are different. Some people, when we communicate to them, if it's on a one-on-one -on -one level, we have to adjust. Some people more like spoken communication, some people like written, some like visuals. Even how you communicate on with, with which frequency, extremely important. Yeah, and I think it's not just communication with the manager to the team, it's also communication within the team, right? So making sure that that communication, that flow of information is sort of happening. And it really builds on the next point, which is around knowledge and, you know, and learning, which is you know, successful virtual teams really do have a good level of learning and knowledge sharing. Right. Even though they're virtual, even though they're separated physically, there's still a lot of emphasis placed on learning, on sharing information, making sure that everyone knows what everyone's, you know, what's impacting others. So that's, a, that's another one. What else can you think of? Uh, clearly collaboration and, and, and teamwork, yeah. Discuss as a team how you want to collaborate. Uh, is it in certain time windows? 
through which media, but how do we operate as a team? And the word I would use is, is what is the culture we want to create together as a team? Yeah, where we collaborate and work together. That is important, what we want to be known for. And again, how, how we really get things done together. And that's a good point. I mean, one of our biggest clients, um, you know, all of their teams work in different ways. Some teams use Slack to collaborate. Some teams use WhatsApp. Uh, some teams use Telegram. So it really is dependent on the team sort of deciding what's the right platform or combination of platforms to collaborate and work together as a team. So there are some successful elements of you know, virtual teams. There's purpose, there's trust, there's autonomy, there's communication. There's that learning, that knowledge sharing, collaboration and teamwork. It's not that different from having a face-to-face -face team. The key difference is that some of it has to be managed differently and how we actually make sure it happens. Right? So if we were to give people so three really good tips for managing virtual teams, you know, kind of like the golden nuggets, things that leaders must do, what would they be? I would start with having very clearly defined boundaries. Boundaries for how you operate as a team. Uh, boundaries about when you work, boundaries of if you need people's help outside working hours, how is that working, what is okay, what is not okay, because many people, I have to say in the new world, assume we can con get contacted 24 hours, I don't think it's a good thing. We have to set boundaries for working hours and when we do the work, so, so extremely important. And I think, I think particularly when people are virtual or working from their homes, having those boundaries is so key. And one of the biggest things that we're seeing right now is, is an immense amount of stress in, a stress in a lot of organizations because those boundaries, those lines are being blurred. So I think as a leader, be very, very clear about what those boundaries are, when we work, when we communicate, you know, what sort of hours we're working. I think that's really, really a key point. Um, and so I just want to add. I just yeah. want to add also uh, because it works for you, it might not work for others. We we all have some people they love to work on weekends, and that's okay. But don't assume it's it's true for the rest of the team. So hence, it's so important to have these boundary conversations. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, one of my clients is 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 a, is a classic example. Um, you know, works weekends, sends emails, 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock, Saturday night, Sunday night. Think about the message that you give out, right? So I think a, a golden rule here should be, you know, particularly in my point of view, emails on weekends or after hours, right? If the world isn't going to fall apart, it shouldn't be sent until Monday morning or within work hours, right? Yes, sometimes emails have to be sent. Sometimes we have to work late nights or on weekends. Understandable. But really make sure those boundaries are clear, right? So that's one really good point. Second one, what can you think of? Yeah, it's really related to the boundaries. Is having clear processes and team agreements of how you get things done. So once the boundaries are clear, how do we communicate? How do we collaborate? Where do we store information? And I would say this is in particular important because when you also work across different generations, 
the youngest generation are so used to use online, but people with more experience, they are just not so comfortable with, uh, about it. So be clear about the process. And again, don't assume <laughs> that everybody is a generation just out of university. Yeah, We all work and operate in different ways and create a culture which works for the team to deliver the results you need to deliver. I think this is a good point, which is coming up with like a team agreement, right? Or a team charter in terms of how the team's going to work together. Get the team involved in defining how they're going to work together. Get the team involved in defining processes, some guidelines that the team's going to work to. For example, things that you know I believe are a must or are a non-negotiable should be you know, videos on during 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 work course, right? Non-negotiable in my in my mind, right? Another non-negotiable is you know you're at work. If you're in the office, you should be dressed appropriately. Make sure you're dressed appropriately uh, for, for 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 any of your course, right? They would be some non-negotiables, but I would absolutely get your team involved in defining you know the things that are negotiable, right? In terms of how we work together, how we communicate what platforms we use to collaborate, when we should send emails, when we should have calls. Just getting clarity around that is a really key point. So there's two gold nuggets. And if I want to add the third one, which is really be more strategic or intentional in communication. Now, this is not just about you, know, you as the leader. You need to be as the leader. You need to be more intentional in terms of the conversations you have with your people. Right. Be more intentional in terms of those conversations around performance, those conversations around career development, uh, those conversations around you know, catching up with people, seeing how they're going. So I think as a leader, you need to be very intentional and strategic in those conversations you have, but you also need to be strategic and intentional in the sort of communications that you build within the team. Right, and making sure that that communication flows within the team the right sort of way. That would be a third point. Anything you can add on that, John? No, I, I really like the last one. And I always see it's like the weather. When it's rainy, you dress differently. When it's sunny or go to the beach, you dress differently and pack different things. Exactly the same in communication. Think about what is the purpose of that conversation and really adapt because every situation need different communication style really important so there's three gold nuggets have really really clear boundaries about when work when home how we work together have very clear processes with the team get the team involved in defining those processes you know call it a team agreement an sla whatever right but really sort of get clarity around how the team's going to work together and really be very strategic and intentional in the communication you have with your people, but also the communication you set up between people within your team. And if you can do that, you're on the, you're on the start to leading a successful virtual team. So there you have it. That is the 10th episode of On Point. Stay tuned for the 11th episode. In the 11th episode, we're actually going to look at managing hybrid teams because um, there are some key differences with leading hybrid teams and leading virtual teams. You've been listening to On Point, a thought-provoking podcast for leaders by leaders. Want to keep up to date or come on the show? Please visit www.onpoint.com.
northpoint-training.com slash onpoint.